Unnecessary Roughness with 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the national championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, we covered the beating that the Detroit Lions took earlier in the week. Uh, and, T.J., you've been Thoroughly. down at L- <laughs> Thoroughly covered it, and it was a <laughs> thorough beating. <laughs> on every, uh, yeah, they went right down the line. Uh, they basically went uh, old school and said, "Thank you, sir. May I have another?" Uh, but when you look at this, if you've been down at Allen Park, how do you expect this team to bounce back and rebound? Yeah. What's the mood down there? I was down there Thursday, uh, which is a, I guess, would be a Wednesday for these guys with the extra uh, extra day. Um, I got a good vibe, man. You know, not not a lot of panic. I think these guys still know what kind of position they're in. They're five and two. Um, they, there's still a lot of confidence over there. And I think a lot of people, you know, I, I asked uh, Tracy Walker, I said, hey, you know, sometimes it's when you get your ass kicked, we all know it's never as bad as it seems. And I said, when you guys watch the film, I'm sure it wasn't fun, but, um, you know, was that kind of the case? And he was like, yeah, I mean, we had, you know, a couple guys here or there, you know, you know, it's tough when you're playing Lamar Jackson. Do I want to maybe let up a 20 yard run or do I want to be aggressive? Maybe he's hitting me over the top, right? It's a, it's a hard player to play against. And he said, no, it wasn't as bad as it seemed. We felt like, uh, you know, we didn't feel like we got manhandled, right? We didn't feel like, Hey, their, their guns were just bigger than our guns. And man, we just had nothing to do. Oh, couldn't do anything. It was just kind of schematic, you know, guys falling apart and it was everybody, everybody kind of took their turn. And I think the promising thing that I got out of the locker room was a lot of those guys felt like, uh, most of the mistakes were correctable. And that was something that, uh, they were focusing on. I know Campbell said, you know, this week we're going to ramp it up again. You know, we're going to be putting pads on. We're going to be doing one-on-ones. We're going to be, you know, doing starters versus starters, um, you know, and kind of get back to our fundamentals a little bit. And being down in the locker rooms, kind of feeling out the vibe of the team, I think uh, I think they, they put that game in the past. Um, and there's a ton of excitement about this week. I mean, they can't wait to get back on the field Monday and kind of clean their mouth out of that dirty uh, smacking that they yeah. took from Baltimore, but uh, I did not get a sense of uh, of any panic uh, whatsoever. It's kind of and a lot of these guys. The common tone was, you know, hey, we've been here before. You know, like we've been down in the mud. We've, you know, we've had our highs, we've had our lows. But one thing we know is we can bounce back, and that's something that I think a lot of them are excited to uh, get get that chance to do Monday night. Yeah, and I think the the one thing I was most disappointed in, and I talked about earlier in the week, was it. I didn't expect that the Lions would get physically dominated at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And it felt like Baltimore did that. They were able to operate offensively uh, and basically do whatever they wanted to do. And then defensively, um, you know, they, they five sacks. Like I did not expect them to, to be that effective against this offensive line. You and I have both been a part of, of performances that were subpar. And if there's a group that is, is more prideful than the offensive line. I don't I don't even know where that would be or what sport it would be, where it would come from. When you look at this offensive line, I don't know if you expected to them to have an outing like that, but against Max Crosby and against this defensive line, what what what's the response that you want to see from this Lions offensive line? Well, the first thing I want to see is uh, as the weekend progresses, who's going to be healthy? I mean, yeah. a little bit. I, th- I think I'm concerned about 
um, you know, Frank, I know normally when he doesn't practice, they kind of give him a vet rest day and he's been dealing with the toe. But, uh, you know, there's something else that I think it was a calf injury that popped up. Um, that's a little bit of a concern for me. I think Vitae, you know, was back on the injury report with, uh, you know, that back injury that he had uh, that's kind of been lingering him. I don't know what his status is going to be come Monday night. Uh, you might see a lineup out there that nobody's expecting or that we haven't seen. Um, now, I know they've got some good depth, guys. If Graham has to play center, I don't think there's any panic there. He's got a lot of snaps there. Uh, Coyote, you know, he started a couple games ago against Tampa. Thought he did a nice job. He's a guy thinks reliable. Um, you know, Sorsdal might be a guy that you're looking at saying, hey, when he just step up, kid, you know, like, go out there and get the job done. Um, and you're right. I mean, across this defensive line and as a whole, I mean, you know, probably average, but we all know they've got that one monster over there, Max Crosby, yeah. who is a uh, complete game wrecker. I mean, he just is. He's everything that I think we hope Hutchinson will turn into eventually the, you know, the more reps he continues to get and the more he continues to grow. Um, Crosby's just a, he's an absolute freak. I mean, when you turn the film on, that's the number one guy, right? We're circling number 98. We got to know where this guy's at. What we got to slow him down. Everything. I mean, he's honestly, to me, I watched Max and I've known Max for a while now, going back to his Eastern days. Um, he is a very intelligent ball player. Like he knows how to, uh, read alignment. And I mean, he's, he's very aware of the personnel. He's very aware of uh, what offensive linemen are trying to do to him um, and how he can, how he can combat that. Uh, he's got kind of sneaky power. Uh, when you look at him, you say, okay, man, he's got long arms. Like he can stab you. He can bend, he can dip, he can rip, he can spin. Um, but he's got sneaky power too. And I think all the moves come off of that. He tries to establish that power early to get the tackle to try to lean on him a little bit, and then bam, he hits you with the spin mover. Bam, he hits you with the chop rib, and he's got a motor like no other man. Like that guy That's just comparison he, he, and he doesn't come off the field. I mean, he plays every single play, and every play he is a threat to be uh, a disruptive force. I mean, there, I don't really think there's a plan you can have for a lot of these outside guys. When you say in the protection game, you probably can. Um, you can say, hey, we're going to put a tight end next to you, give you a thump. We're going to slide the guard. We're going to try to get a running back, an extra chip. Uh, but in the run game, I think he's a huge problem as well, whether it's front side or backside. I mean, he chases plays down all over the place. He punches at the ball. Um, he is a dominating force, and he is the force on that defense. Um, the good part is I think both of our tackles are healthy. Uh, you know, Panay Sewell has been having an outstanding year. Decker has yep. been really good. I know, you know, a couple plays last week uh, where you slip a little bit, but anytime you throw the ball 55 times a game, you're going to probably have one or two bad ones. Um, but I, I, I'm excited to watch, watch, you know, Sewell, watch Crosby battle it out. Um, those are two really young, fun players to watch. But like I said, I mean, if the Lions have to play musical chairs in the interior of that offensive line, um, you might see Max Crosby lining up on the inside a whole lot more than what we have been, right? They might notice on the first play, hey, we've got, you know, a couple backups in here. I'm not, in here. I'm not, I don't want to rush over Panay Sewell the whole day. Let me go rush over the rookie and try to test him out a little bit. So it's going to be a challenge for this offensive line. It is. Uh, like you said, a little bit disappointing last week. I didn't think all the sacks were on them. I mean, one was on a yeah. Goff's bootlegging out. Instead of throwing the ball away, he gets hit for a loss of two. That's a sack. Another couple play action passes. He didn't see the edge defender, unblocked guy, sack, right? That's not on the offensive line. Um, but they've got to get better in the run game, you know? And I, I thought last week it was tough because you couldn't get into a rhythm. Obviously, going down 14, 21, 28, 
you can't keep running the ball. Defense is just going to say, go ahead, take your five free yards. Uh, but this is going to be a game where you have to. I mean, you can't throw the ball, you know, 50, 55 times again uh, with Max Crosby burning off the edge every single time and a threat to get a strip sack or something stupid that can change the complete course of that game. Um, so I, I, I want to see how the run game improves first and foremost. I want to see the wrinkles that Ben Johnson has. Um, you know, coming out of last week where it felt like the Ravens had a really good plan in the passing game. Uh, they completely took away the middle of the field and Lions really didn't have an answer. So if the Raiders want to do the copycat that we know this league is and take away the middle of the field, how can you get the ball outside the numbers a little bit more uh, to get that passing game uh, back on pace? Um, so, but this is going to be, this is not a bad Raiders team. I don't think you look at them, you say they're three and four. I know we'll talk about the offensive side of the ball here in a minute, but They've got playmakers, right? And that was another vibe I got coming out of Allen Park was, you know, yeah, everybody's kind of getting on the Raiders right now. You know, their offense doesn't score many points. They turn the ball over, but we're not sleeping on them, man. They still got a lot of playmakers on that on that team. And, you know, if you if you take them lightly, I mean, they can they can definitely make you pay. Yeah, I mean, you talk about offensive playmakers. I mean, Devontae Adams, um, you could argue, you know, number one or a top three receiver in the NFL. Now it's up to Jimmy G or, or whoever ends up starting at quarterback, uh, Brian Hoyer, if if Jimmy G can't go. Um, that's a great weapon to have. And then obviously every week that Josh Jacobs plays, you could see that he finds a better rhythm. And he's, he's understanding more what they're going to do offensively, how they're going to use him, what he needs to do, how he needs to work behind this offensive line. Um, and I mean, there that does give you it does give you pause that this offense for the Raiders can move the ball. Now, if they get in the red zone, they haven't been effective in there. Um, they've, they've turned the ball over, but I, I am concerned that Devontae Adams finds that rhythm that we've seen him have a lot of times in Ford Field. I think this defense just has to get back to the basics, right? Stay disciplined. It starts with alignment, assignment. Am I in the right spot? Do I know my assignment, right? And sticking to that. Discipline. The good part is I think Jimmy G's only averaging about five rushing yards a game. So you're not going to have to worry about coming off of your coverage assignments to go stop a scrambling quarterback right. like we saw last week. But it's the discipline, right? It's it's the linebackers. I know that they play aggressive. I know they play fast. I know they play downhill. But it's the awareness of, hey, the antenna needs to go up. If there's nobody coming to block me, it's not a run play. It's probably a pass. Let me sink back in coverage. That's where they got in a lot of trouble uh, last week. And honestly, that's where they've been really good at uh, the other uh, games that they've won. Um, so I, I think this is a good game for this defense to get back on track. Josh Jacobs, you say, yeah, the guy's a battering ram. He's, you know, he's a physical runner. Um, hasn't really found the pace yet this year. I mean, he's averaging 2.9 yards a carry. He's only got two touchdowns averaging just below 50 yards a game. Like that's not, that's not a normal Josh Jacobs. Right. But like I said, you don't sleep on that and say, oh, we're playing a bad run. Like, you know, he can get back to his old self if you let him get going, especially early in the game. And like you mentioned, Devontae Adams. I mean, he's a guy, look, I think Jerry Jacobs probably will be back. Um, I think he was close last week. And from all reports so far, uh, you know, he's going to be expected to play. I think that's a huge get. He's a guy that's physical. He's played against Devontae Adams a lot, you know, going back to uh, the couple times they played him in Green when he was still in Green yep. Bay. I mean, he's familiar with that matchup. He knows what type of receiver Devontae Adams is. Um, if you can you're not going to completely shut down guys like that, but if you can limit them, right? You know Devontae's going to have a catch Monday night that it's like, oh, 
that was great catch, right? But like you said, once you get down the red zone, how can you stop these guys? And that's you're going to have to get back to just what you've been good at, where your strengths, taking the football away, right? The Raiders turn the ball over more than any other team in the NFL. The Raiders have scored, I think, over 20 points one time so far uh, in their seven games. Yeah. You look at this offense on paper and you're like, yeah, it should be a field day. But you look at the players they have and you're like, eh, you can't sleep on them. We can't let them. I think the biggest thing, John, is you can't let them get confidence early, right? You can't let Jacobs bust a couple, uh, you know, 15, 20 yard runs early in the game. Don't let him get into a rhythm. You can't let Devontae, you know, break a couple tackles, go for 30, go for four in a rhythm early in the game. You've got to establish the tone uh, like you did against Tampa Bay, like you did against Carolina, like you did against uh, Atlanta early in the game uh, to let them know what kind of game it's going to be. And look, offensively, you got to find a way to get back on track. We already hit on that. But I think defensively, this is a good game, in my opinion, to get back on track, correct some of the mistakes, and get back at what you were doing good uh, in the previous six games of this year. Yeah, and it's, I mean, hopefully this is that get-right game for the Lions. You know, they've they've been able to respond over the last 17 games, even going back to last year, whether it was the Bills' loss on Thanksgiving, they responded with a nice win. Carolina, they went down there and got destroyed, and they came back and had a nice win against the Bears. Earlier, Seahawks, they come back with a win uh, at Green Bay. This is just another way to respond, and we know that golf has been good in primetime. Um, this can be, obviously, a lot of eyeballs on on this team. Yeah. The thing defensively that I want to see, and, and I think maybe one of the bigger concerns that I have in terms of the overall success of this team, and when, when, we, when we're talking about this, I have no doubt that the Lions are the best team in the NFC North. I think they win the division. I think they host a playoff game. But where they're going to be limited is, can they protect the quarterback? Yes. I think last week was a one-off. Um, injuries may have a little bit of an impact on that as, as to who is available. A quarterback, I think we checked the box in that. I think Jared Goff, even though he, he wasn't a great quarterback last week, I think he is still a, a top-tier quarterback in the NFL. But it's being able to apply pressure to opposing quarterbacks. That's my biggest concern. And is Aiden Hutchinson good? Will he be elite? I, I think so. And he's got that motor. He's got everything. He's got all the intangibles plus the physical qualities to be a good pass rusher. The problem I have is who else do they have? He is getting brutalized in, in, you know, in for when other teams scheme up, how do we block Aiden Hutchinson? Well, we don't have to worry about, you know, Charles Harris. He hell, he was a healthy scratch. Yeah. Like we don't have to worry about John Kaminsky. He hasn't done anything. We don't have to worry about, and I love Lee McNeil. He's got two sacks, but he has not been a force, somebody that they have to account for in the pass game. Bugs, same thing. Like, there's nobody there, and I'm concerned. Hopefully, it's not a great offensive line for the Raiders. And as you mentioned, Jimmy G's not, you know, the most mobile or elusive of quarterbacks, that this is an opportunity where Kaminsky can, can get put pressure on a quarterback or, you know, if Charles Harris is up or, you know, Rome, one of the Aquaras. They've got to find a way to be effective, and if they can, and you put pressure on the post, that's part of what has created turnovers for the Raiders, their the poor decision-making, but also a quarterback that's under duress. Yeah. If they can do that, then the Lions, they're going to be fine offensively. I don't have any question about that. I think they're going to be fine. Defensively, that's going to be my biggest thing, is can they pressure Jimmy G? Can they put pressure on opposing quarterbacks moving forward? Yeah, and they've kind of hit a uh... – Speed bump. I mean, after that couple game stretch, I think it was Atlanta and Green Bay where they had 12 sacks in two games. They've got two in the last three, yeah. you know, one against Baker, which was 
kind of on a scramble and the one Hutchinson had against Bryce Young. Didn't even get close to Lamar Jackson last week. Um, Now, I think it's a different mindset as a pass rusher this week. Last week you knew, hey, maybe I can beat my guy outside, uh, but if I do and Lamar steps up in that pocket and takes off running, I'm getting my ass chewed out, right? I think this is more of a cut-it-loose type of game, right? If you're wrong – hopefully somebody else is there to help you out and make you right, right? If you go inside, hopefully, you know, we've got the speed. We're not playing a running quarterback. We've got the talent to get back out to cover up for uh, some of those aggressive plays. Um, But that kind of, you know, I know we'll get into it a little bit more next week, but you talk about still things that, you know, this team needs to improve on. The pass rush is probably number one, you know. Uh, Hutchinson, I think, is having a really nice year. Uh, but when he's getting double teamed and triple teamed and thumped and chipped and he's getting shots in the ribs every single play and nobody else is winning on the other side, that's a big problem. And it's been a pattern now uh, for about three games. So we all know what's coming up after the uh, Monday night game. You got the trade deadline. I think yeah. the very next day, it's uh, it's on Tuesday yeah. uh, afternoon sometime. Look, if I'm Brad Holmes, I think I talked about a little bit last week. If this team does not make a move to try to at least get somebody in here to help the pass rush, help the secondary, I think that's kind of sending a signal that we're content, you know, just competing for the division, right? If you go make the moves and you go bring in a couple guys, maybe you can solidify the belief that, this might be the year we can make a run at everything, right? So uh, we're obviously going to find out in the next couple of days. I don't think anything's going to happen this weekend, um, but maybe like Monday, maybe, maybe Tuesday. Max, maybe Max, maybe Max can just uh, <laughs> switch sidelines and switch jerseys uh, really quick. That'll be a hefty price tag, but we're going to yeah. find out. But I tell you, I, this is a uh, this is a get-right game. And just to finish up here, John, I think the last line I saw had the Lions as eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. I'm going to start on this one. I think that's too many points. Um, still some of the injuries that you have with Montgomery and uh, when it's going to come down to this offensive line, I think they're good enough to go out and win the game, but I think that's a lot of points on a primetime game. Um, I'm going to take the Lions to win. I think it's going to be a 28-21 to 21 type of game, 28-24 to 24 type of game. I think they're going to win, but I think I'm going to take the Raiders to cover that one. That's just too many points. Uh, with combining the injuries that the Lions have. I don't think this is going to be a walk in the park by any means necessary. I think they get the win, but I think the Raiders are going to cover that. I'm kind of with you. I just – my heart says that I want the Lions to win and cover. Obviously, there's a lot of people with that same feeling, but – Yeah, we all want a 30-point win. It would be great. (laughs) But I I just – I don't know that if there are going to be injuries up front, it may limit the offense a little bit. And the, and by limiting the offense, it's you got to find a way to block Max Crosby. Yeah. If he's going to line up over Sorestall, you're going to have to bring a running back up and, and, and help him. You're going to have to bring a receiver in motion. And all of those things take away weapons, take away options for Jared Goff. Yeah. And so it just it 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 kind of plays itself out as limiting the offense. And if that's the case, I think the Lions do win as well, but I don't think they're they're able to cover. That's that's a hell of a spread. So um we will talk next week. We will have another edition. Um, and, and TJ, we're still working it out, whether it's going to be Monday or Tuesday um, in regards to what we end up putting out for next week. But we'll have a, a chance to talk about that trade deadline uh, and what the Lions are moving forward. So make sure you stay here because we're going to bring you everything that is surrounding because TJ's down at Allen Park all the time. He'll let us know what the feeling is down there, and we'll let you know what we're hearing from uh, from Brett Holmes and anybody else in regarding the trade deadline and the Lions moving forward.